Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's poppin', congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, and we're back with another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery and fraud and those who participate in them. Sometimes we love them, sometimes we hate them. We'll see. As always, guys, I'm very... Yes, excited. I am excited for today's guest. Okay, we be out here hunting them down, getting them, you know, scamming them to get on the podcast. And when we get comedy queens like this, I just get real hype, y'all. Today, we have a comedian, a writer, an actor. Her first hour-long comedy special, Fighting Words, is out now on HBO Max right now. Fighting Words, get into it. She's also developing a half-hour comedy based on her life at HBO Max as well. The girl's about to be all over HBO and the Max. Congregation, please welcome Ida Rodriguez. Hey, I love that intro. Can I re- can I just take that recording with me so that I can <laughs> when I'm on the road, I can just play your intro for me. That's the most respect I've gotten in a long time. Oh no. Girl, you about to get it all. You about to get all the flowers. I know I wish I had someone playing the intro for me when I walked into places because people don't know who I am. I like I wish I wish <laughs> they, they know who you are. I wish I could tell them. Like, no, nah, hey, y'all, this is me. I walk in, I got a boom box like Radio Raheem. <laughs> I love Radio Raheem. Rest in peace. He was the best. Yes, yes. Okay, so I I want to I want to get you on the show for a minute. I'm very excited that you're here. Um, I do have to ask you, and you can answer this however you want, mm-hmm. given the statute of limitations. You know, don't don't fuck up your bag. But like, do you like scams? Like, what's your relationship with scams? Do you hate them? Have you ever been scammed? You ever participated in a scam lawfully? You can share like anything. It could be anything. So I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I think that some scams are good for society. And I'll tell you why. You know, uh, here we go. They don't say here she go talking about race. But the reality (laughs) of it is that white supremacy is real. It is the cousin of capitalism. And a lot of times why our black and brown people resort to scams is because they lack resources. And sometimes it doesn't even the playing field, but at least it puts a a win in the bucket for people who, who have been systemically oppressed. And so I'm not mad at uh, people who get an, get over on these, you know, corporations and organizations right. that keep their foot on black and brown people's necks. So don't at me, player, because I'm <laughs> not I ain't going back and forth with you about, you know, the inadequ- inadequacies of people of color. 
Absolutely. No, listen, they get it on this podcast. They they know after a while, they're like, oh, she's going to talk about race. That's my scam. We're going to do comedy <laughs> on this podcast. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about race and the plight of the black community. I recently got someone leaving a review that was like, um, hey, this is me doing my bit of... Um, reparations for the day by leaving a black queen a, a, a nice review on Apple yes. Podcasts. So you're not supposed to write that part on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. You're not supposed to be like, this is me uh, doing my job as a white. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, though. It's funny. It is. It's very funny. But I was like, you know, you know, you had to write that on the actual Apple reviews. OK, I mean, now listen, mm-hmm. do rate. And subscribe, okay? And tell a friend. That is some activism for the day. Uh, But you can do more. We can all do more. But do that at the very least. Yes, 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 absolutely. Go (laughs) And go do it right now and do some creative writing. Write an amazing stellar review. Right. Well, uh, let's get into our first segment here. What's hot and fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about scams that are popping on the streets and more often than not these days. You guys know we just get your listener letters. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure your scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. Uh, since, uh, you know, I know you already brought up um, kind of corporate scamming and stuff. So we have a listener letter today, actually, that is adjacent to that. So uh, I need a fake name. It could be anything. We don't care about gender. Um, let's call up Daniel. Daniel. Damn, Daniel. All right. Daniel says, long time listener, first time submitter. I love when y'all do that. Like, long time listener, first time caller. Like... <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh. But I got this fax. Fax? Mm. Where are they still (laughs) doing them at? Fax? You mean the one with the buttons and the number and then your phone got to be off and then the internet got to be on? Fax? (laughs) (laughs) Max Fax, no printer? The worst worst lyrical Marion has ever uh, said. (laughs) Oh, Marion is trending right now. Oh, yes, he is because of the Omicron variant. <laughs> and it's so funny to me. I saw a tweet that was like, yeah, if you get that Omarion, they say it's going to be an ice box where your heart used to be. Like, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I love Black Twitter, boy. It gives right, me Black life. Twitter goes up. They say, y'all better wash your hands before you touch. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes. Omarion deserves this. Get your flowers, even if it's through a pandemic. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, look. I'm ready for all the variants to probate. We about to get the whole Greek alphabet and we just got to be ready. You know, uh, I'm funny. sure the Sigmas will pull up like every sorority fraternity. You know, we'll have a pie. Uh, <laughs> we'll have an 80 pie variant. You know, it's just going to happen. So I hope we can all just get vaccinated and boosted and stay out of each other's faces and just be here. How come nobody told us how pandemics ended? Because, you know, you hear about smallpox, you hear about rubella, you hear about scarlet fever, but nobody was ever just like, okay, Miss Scarlet is out of here, y'all. Back to the pub. Like, we don't, no one ever talks about how they ended. Because all the people who were documented died. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's the dark comedian in me. Uh, We love it. We keep it real over here. But that's real, though. Like, that's true, though. That's true. Nobody ever was like, and then Tuesday, uh, January 9th, 1822, it was over. Like, nobody ever ever tells us when it was over. That's absolutely right, though. And I'm like, I'm trying to look at history and follow history. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's going to happen to us. We might just be here, bro. This is so unfair. I'm already a millennial. And then I got to live through a pandemic. This ain't fair. You see, I'm like, mm, that's, I'm like the emoji. I'm thinking about this. Like, that's absolutely right. I'm going to do some research on it. I need hope. I need some hope. 
Right? Where Obama at? We need some hope. He probably was somewhere with Richard Branson on a yacht. And you know what? Love that mm. for him. Leave us behind, King. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, King. We understand. So uh, they get a fax at their workplace. Um, and it says that this fax came into my work's non-public fax number. So this is the fax number on the low low. This is the burner fax. Okay, this mm-hmm. the this the flip phone fax. Cool, 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 cool. So it says that I find it hilarious that scammers send out faxes like this, just hoping that some dumb business or grandma will respond with the information. Don't be calling people's abuelas dumb, but I know they just lonely. So just made my day and wanted to let y'all laugh at it too. It's like a who's who scam from high school, except for it's a COVID awards. Love your show. Okay. Oh, and some nice things. Yes. Yes. Okay. The COVID awards. What? Okay. <laughs> So Mm -hmm. it says who's who. And then it says in executives and professionals, free nominations. So you can nominate someone at your job for free for the who's who of uh, COVID awards. Stay with me here. Uh, The letter says greetings. Okay, we love a we love a nice salutation. They say mm-hmm. grand rising mm-hmm. from the fax machine. <laughs> okay. It's my pleasure to inform you that you have been considered for the inclusion of the 2021 Who's Who Executive Professional Honors Edition. Um, this is a registry dedicated to the first responders and victims of COVID-19. Recognition of this kind is an honor shared by thousands of carefully selected executives, professionals throughout North America each year. What do you mean each year? We done had a pandemic for two years. Two, not even two yet. It'll be two in March, right? I, uh, yeah. Yeah, we getting close. Yeah, I think you're right. Two in March. So how many years have y'all been giving out this award? Because the math not math then. Of course not. COVID ain't been here that long. What else do you know? You know something else that Trump knew that he didn't tell us? <laughs> Like, so upon final confirmation and verification, you will be listed among the most accomplished professionals in the who's who executive and professionals on addition. Um, what kind of executives? What kind of professionals? This is the most vague language I've ever seen. This went to a fax machine that is centered in front of all of the cubicles. (laughs) <laughs> or in the, and they're like, you are the executives. That's really fun. Wow. Like, what does that even, what is an exec, like executive, we're talking CEO, CFO, what, what kind of executive? Also, what is the honor? Are we going to be in a newspaper? We're going to be in Voyage magazine, which I told y'all was a scam. Stop giving Voyage all your friends' personal emails and information to have a fake article honoring you. Stop it. <laughs> I'm so glad you said it. I'm so they got me before. They got me they, too. But it was like 20, like I would say 2017, 2016. Yeah. See, that was when we didn't know it was a scam. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure, I'll give up my personal contact list of emails for an article that I'm gonna <laughs> write myself with many grammatical errors. And, <laughs> and I'm gonna post it on my Instagram. Like, look, y'all, they they talk about your girl. <laughs> That's hysterical because it's true. <laughs> they give your girl accolades. Okay, see, I am an actress. Says this website that emailed me because they my friend gave me up. <laughs> that is so fun. Oh my god, you it's know it's still makes, happening. I know. I was gonna say. I just I know someone who just posted. 
And I'm like, look, y'all, it's getting written up in articles and stuff, especially if you're in entertainment, or even if you're not like, you know, there's so many articles like um, one of my aunts is about to be in Dallas uh, Black Women CEOs magazine. Nice. And, and and it's legit. And they're taking photos of her and they're doing all this stuff. Like, I know that, that feels good to be recognized and feel like you having a little moment of fame. I get it. But if you got to orchestrate the whole moment of fame yourself, you might as well have just wrote a blog. Uh <laughs> If they if they hit you up and say, hey, girl, we honoring you. Yeah, the ceremony going to be at your house. We will need you to provide snacks and uh, accoutrements. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and tell it. Go right. ahead and tell it. Make sure your camera battery is charged up so you can take videos of us presenting the award that you will need to purchase from Party City. Like, what is this? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's it's too funny, but it's too true. Wow. And so I just this is so fascinating because I'm trying to understand what they're after. It says for accuracy and publication deadlines, please return your application form to us immediately because space is limited. What's immediately? There's no deadline. You just said fast. Fast is relative. That's the voyage of of uh, (laughs) that is the the voyage of the business world. Like they really they really tried it. And they said it as a fax because that was supposed to make it more legit, I guess. It says there is on all caps and it's bold. There is no cost to be included on behalf of our chairman of the board. We wish you continued success. Who is the chairman of the board? Giuseppe Castellano? Let's what? So what they want is your name, your company name, title, years of service. Then what's your company website, complete address, phone number, cell, email, specialty, and signature. Now, what are they going to do with all this information? Is that enough to scam somebody? They're going to so. sell it, right? I, I'm true. looking up Giuseppe Castellano on LinkedIn. <laughs> Not uh, on LinkedIn. Well, that's where, right? That's an executive. Right. That's where he would be, right? Nowhere to be found. Oh Lord, Giuseppe! There, there ain't even there ain't even a Giuseppe Castellano period because you know there is a Giuseppe. There's it doesn't even exist. Wow, Giuseppe! Wow, you couldn't even come up with a name that somebody actually already had. You could have been Mike Hart. You know how many Mike Hart's there are on LinkedIn? Could have been anybody. Castellano was an Italian general who negotiated the armistice between Adel- Italy and Allied armed forces. Um, ooh. Oh, what year was that? That would explain why he faxing. Like, uh, he's faxing from the dead. 1943. <laughs> yeah, he faxing from the great beyond. Okay, Giuseppe. Wow. I mean, look, guys, when anybody tries to tell you that they're giving you something and they don't want anything in return but your personal information, uh, that's that sounds like a return to me. Like... Also, like, they didn't even say how the award is presented, where it's located. They didn't even list off any winners from previous years. They didn't even say what the criteria was or when it was due. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a scam for show. They say whenever you could get it to us, we will take your information actually whenever. Like. And, you know, I learned from a friend of mine who's a federal agent that all people who do identity theft need sometimes is an email address or a phone number connected to your bank account and they're in. Wow. So email addresses and phone numbers. And he told me never have your phone number that's connected to your bank account on your Facebook or your IG account because they can get in and they can get you. Okay. So that makes so much sense to me because 
Instagram and Facebook want to have all of your personal information anyway, and they're constantly asking for your phone number. They do not need your phone number. If you want to instant message somebody on Facebook or DM them on Facebook, your cell phone number does not have to be involved in that. And they will keep prompting it like, oh, two-factor security, safety. Mm -hmm. When in reality, if somebody gets access to your Instagram, which people can do just by you clicking a link in a DM, they could potentially have everything they need to rob you. 100%. And they do. And they do. <laughs> he got got they, this guy uh, said, I'm in and I have access to your bank account. He said, I have access to all of your stuff, your iCloud. So if you don't give me X amount of dollars. I will out your pictures. Mm-hmm. And he ended up negotiating with the guy and gave him some money. But I was like, what kind of pictures you got on your phone? You don't want right. to see. That's how you know you take away too many booty hole flicks. If, <laughs> if you immediately were like, let's broker this situation. OK, so these are my terms. This is what I'm willing to give. Like you went immediately into the blackmail. Also, I don't believe in blackmail because I'm telling y'all, like if you black, if and unless you are getting blackmailed and there's a singular CD-ROM that can't be copied that you're buying back from somebody, then the information is still there. That person could have screenshot all your photos. Yep. They could still have access to your cloud. The cloud is amorphous. Nobody knows how it works. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. And for me, it's like if I'm going to go down, I'm going to burn my own house down. That's why right. I tell all my business uh, in my comedy because I'm like, I'm about to let y'all... Do that to me. I do it myself. <laughs> I just said she's canceling herself. <laughs> I burn myself down. Like I'm not. I'm not giving anybody the satisfaction of doing that to me. I'll let you know everything you need to know. Yeah, I did it. Right. And listen, that's that's also another way to absolve yourself. But in this case, I think guys, if you come to a situation where someone is trying to blackmail you, maybe just wait it out. Wait a little bit. You know what I mean? Because like, what's the worst they're going to do? They're going to leak your photos. This is a lot of work for them not to get any money. Yes, I agree with you. So if you just wait, they might just move on to the next target and you might be good. You might just be able to get out of it. So that's my advice on that situation. Now, don't quote me. Don't try to sue me. Don't have me having a call for my abogado fund because there's several best uh, bus benches around here that I could call. (laughs) <laughs> okay so i will i will see you in court no but guys as always don't volunteer your information guys don't just don't give it up don't give it up we, so much of our information is already out there in the world nobody needs anymore especially not from them damn facts a facts yeah, absolutely and if you have a phone number that's why that google voice number is so important because you have your regular number that's connected to your bank accounts and your personal information. And then you give all the people you don't trust and know that Google voice number that's not connected to anything that has to do with your financial information. And I need to do that just career wise. It's getting to the point where I just I get really frustrated when people are texting mm-hmm. me and calling me that I'm like, how the hell do you have my number? Like, I want to keep mm-hmm. my number and it just gets really frustrating. Like people are like, oh, congratulations. Like, I don't know who you are. We have not spoken in 15 years. Why the hell are you fucking texting me? Like, stop. Same. So it's time for me to get that Google voice. Also, just being on sets like, you know, that means that any random person who's working on that set could potentially just get your phone number from a call sheet. And I'm like, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you have some I'm sure you have survivor's remorse, which I have, too, because I, I don't change my number because I don't want people to say, oh, she changed. Right. right. But then I got somebody calling me saying, hey, you want to do comedy at the Chicken Shack at such and such? You know, I got I got forty seven dollars in a two piece for you. And I'm like, and then you say, no, oh, you think you better than it. 
And I'm like, I never did comedy for two a two piece. And why I got to do it now? It's just, it's, you have to change your number is my point. Like For the community. Just, for the community. How you gonna turn your back on the community at the Chicka Shack? <laughs> and we community. need you. <laughs> and you know what? I fight for the community every day, but uh, I done been robbed in the community a few times. <laughs> Listen, the community will also rob you, okay? Listen, we trying to raise money to get the community center back together, but, you know, they also trying to catch a lick. You, they might take the tires off your cars while you're out there. Uh, like, we hopeful, hopeful for today. That's the community song. Um, Facts. You know what's so funny? I always think about this when, you know, people of color, black actors, Latino actors, like, you name it, um, get awards or big accolades. They're always like, so what does this mean to you in the community? Like, they don't as white people like they're never like Scarlett Johansson what did this mean to you in the community you know (laughs) (laughs) but for us it's gotta be like so what you gonna tell them at the car wash (laughs) I know they watch it right now looking all very proud you know hey I love that is a bit that is so funny though I I never thought about that, but I have, like, I think subconsciously, but you're absolutely right. There's never an implication for all white people. You know, like there's never it's never like how is Poland dealing right now? (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to say to the folks back home in uh, New Haven, Connecticut? What do you want to say to them? (laughs) What do you want to say to them in Martha's Vineyard? Let them know. You put them on the map. Put Martha on the map. (laughs) That is so funny. You don't ever hear white people out here talking about area codes like this. Like, and even the poor, like poor white people, like Hillary Swank, that became famous. Not even them. They're not even like, oh, what does this mean for the homeless community, like or the unhoused community? Nothing. 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 They're just like, you're white. You should get things. Yeah. <laughs> now you, a brown, a person who we all notoriously know should not get things. Uh, how how does this motivate you to inspire other people who should not get things to also get things? <laughs> Yo, that's just like facts on facts on facts. <laughs> It just makes me laugh so hard because I'm like, what does this question even mean? It's so loaded. Like, why do I have to represent the entire black race? But but Scarlett gets to be Asian. Like, help me understand. But that's why we got to flip the script. So when they ask us, they're like, hey, what does this mean for your community? And I'm like, "Uh, you mean like people who scored really high on the SAT? I want those people to know. (laughs) Right. That really beautiful people. I want beautiful people to know. <laughs> yes. I would do that. I'd be like, you know, there wasn't all in vain. Now, the, I did use the word ostentatious in this last project. <laughs> right. I'm very well read. Now, I think if somebody asked me about the community, now I'm going to start just immediately talking about the white community. I'm like, look, <laughs> I just want, you know, when Hillary Duff wakes up for her to be proud of me and everything that we did. <laughs> Uh, I want Taylor Swift to know that I'm a hold it down. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> and I'm out here snatching scarves left and right. Left Taylor. and right. We're gonna get your te- we're gonna get your scarf back, Taylor. Okay. <laughs> I watched that and that was actually what is it called? Uh Forever oh. in Time of Wrinkling Wine uh at the moment. So I know people are screaming at their uh devices right now. Um it was all good till it wasn't. I'm close. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm looking it up. It was all a dream. I, I used to read Word Up magazine. All too well. All too well. Okay, there we go. See, I was close. I was close, guys. You know, I put I pulled up Taylor Swift and 10-minute song came up. That's yep. the number one uh, search for Taylor Swift. 
And it was good. I watched them whole 10 minutes. And it was mm-hmm. like, listen, if y'all don't know about Tay-Tay, learn about Tay-Tay. And I know I that people it. say like, oh, well, she only dated him for three months. But as somebody who has encountered a narcissistic personality who I only talked to for like nine days, I was like, damn, that really did a number on me. It, Crazy. it does. It so does. three months, that's a lot. And it was like textbook. Like narcissists are a scam and they don't have a very good playbook. So if you l- watch that 10 minute Taylor Swift video, you'll probably know everything you need to know about a gaslighting, narcissistic older man. Cause he was saying everything that I've ever heard from an old nigga. Like, <laughs> but, but tell the truth. If you saw Nightcrawler, you would not be like, I'm a date him. <laughs> yeah. You saw method all over that. I was like, it's coming you know? from his soul. Y'all. <laughs> What are, you, what, are, what are we doing? I'm like, I feel like the Miss J uh, gif. Like, what are right, we what doing? Are we, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Are yeah. you crazy? Make it's, it make sense. There's some people who play evil a little too well. You got to just heed that and, and 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 know that. Like, I would say, like, when Lawrence Fishburne played um, mm. Ike Turner, the only reason that I wasn't like, Lawrence Fishburne is evil is because he played Ike Turner and kind of made him hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's still a meme and a gif and obviously that real life situation is terrible and awful and domestic abuse is not something to joke about but the way that he played Ike Turner I was like this is hilarious like it I feel funny. like this I feel like this guy's probably like super nice <laughs> like, also he was like when you research him you see that he was like on Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse or something like that oh so you, he was like a cowboy on Pee Wee per- Herman's Playhouse so you're like oh he was on Electric Company. Like you, I go, I go down the rabbit holes because I, I need to know you're not evil, <laughs> right? And but so then- I, I, I found him in like this cow because it was it really disturbed me to see, you know, that scene, the rape scene, and the oh, car yeah. scene, and that you know, was, like that was rough. Yeah, it was it was just something about the eat the cake and and the and the the faces oh. he would make that I was like, this is comedy. Like this is like. Mm-hmm. I'm, when he said, you see that marquee out there, anime? That that marquee say, I can Tina. And if we don't out, we don't perform anime, we don't eat. And if, if we don't get paid. And if we don't get paid, we don't eat anime. And then she goes, I'm sorry, I. He's like, yeah, he's about the sorriest mother that I, I was <laughs> like, <laughs> Comedy. Pure comedy. Not in real life, but his yeah. acting portrayal. Still makes me laugh, uh, which makes me think like he's a nice dude. Uh, Jake, I don't know. Uh, Nightcrawler, but then you also got Brokeback. Mm-hmm. Brokeback was kind of cute. So I don't know. I don't know, Jake. It's none of my business, but I do like that piece of art. Uh, complete tangent. Guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. And we'll be back with my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwings. Scams! I love fashion okay but we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet which is why i love newly it's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style sometimes you put something on the gram and you be like oh well it's dead now well with newly you can keep having fresh fits and you're helping the planet try out trending styles colors silhouettes and then you can send it back for something new okay come on newly for just 98 dollars a month you get your choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing i know that's right it's fast free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility plus the option to buy whatever you love which i love that because sometimes i put on a piece and i'm like it's mine's now so you can buy it from newly i love using newly because the free shipping it's really quick and the pieces are really 
nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code GODDESS20. Just go to N U L L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code GODDESS20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y.com. Newly with two U's with code GODDESS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Y'all, I just saw this viral TikTok of this gorgeous woman in her 60s, and she was being interviewed about confidence, and she had the nastiest hair flip and the sickest jacket on. And I actually saw people, because y'all nosy as hell on the internet, going to find out where this jacket was from, and I was gagged. The jacket was like $8,000. I was like, um, that's a car. You're wearing somebody's like used Camry. And I love luxury, but I, that's 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 loud luxury to me. But wouldn't we all love some quiet luxury with the quality and expensiveness of that fancy 60-year-old lady, but at a price that doesn't have me fainting? That's why I love Quince, because they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for only $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. That's not going to you know, have the repo man at your house. I love the silk top. I've washed it several times. It's still giving silk. Also, it's got a little stretch to it. So when it, it hangs on my body, it just looks so rich and fancy, but I'm not spending crazy, fancy, rich money. I know that's right. I love Quince so much. Y'all already know the deal. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash goddess Cons! and we are back and it's time for my favorite segment of the show historic hoodwinks this is where i will regale our amazing guest today with a, a famous group of cons criminals uh you know maybe we like them maybe we hate them we'll see and i'll get your opinions all throughout so be ready to interrupt any thoughts anything you got um I, i'll take it okay okay um, so at the turn of the 20th century and the height of the growing women's liberation movement, an all women gang of thieves and con women took London by storm for the greater part of the 1900s. And they called themselves the 40 elephants. Were these mm. like the original Delta Sigma Thetas? I'm going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> Oh, that's cute, though. No, that's cute. Also, I love that during Women's Liberation, they were like, yes, more female criminals. That's what we talk about. <laughs> Why not? Diversity it. and crime. I love this. So London's first documented all-female game formed in 1873 through records. Those records suggest that earlier sex had been in operation since the 1700s. Out of the women who had worked as accomplices for the Elephant and Castle gangsters, a male-dominated mob. So basically, they branched off of the other gangsters and they were like we gonna be the 40 elephants so we just gonna get rid of the men which i think is great when you're doing crime you really don't need to have any men involved no you know it's funny and and that's where the republican party started <laughs> um i uh i am fascinated by this actually wait they drip down though can we what? talk about the drip the drip for show look at this Look at this, these top hats. Like, she, does this have a monocle? What is, wait, what is this uh, attached to the buttons on the, uh, look, I don't even know if there's a vest. Uh, this is, they are just, This one right here looks like Jared Leto. 
Oh my goodness. Stop. That is the most accurate read. Wow. They, these are some baddies, but also like, how are y'all doing crime dressed like this? You can't run fast in these suits. No. Nah. Like, <laughs> this must be some like white collar moonshine kind of crime because you can't get nowhere quick in all that drip. And, and it's loud, too. They go, here you coming. They had all types of jewels and shit hanging off of them. I love it. <clears throat> so in many ways, the 40 elephants began similarly to the suffragette movement of the time. But instead of fighting for the right to vote and also keeping down black and brown people. Yeah, Susan B. Anthony, we don't fuck with you. Mm. But instead of fighting for the right to vote, they fought for financial independence, particularly from the men of Elephant and Castle. Only the women were allowed to be members and they were almost all exclusively from a working class background. Their name was due to two factors, that they all lived around Elephant and Castle Pub in Southwark. And when they left the shop, with stolen goods under their clothes, their sheer volume made them look like elephants. So they was like, <laughs> we live near this area and then also we steal so much under our clothes that we look like elephants. <laughs> how were they fitting anything under them suits? You saw how tight them suits were? Yeah, they were fitted. They were fitted and they were layered though, but still, that, they, that seems... It was you know, even like express men's. Like, that's how tight the suit was. Mm, yeah, I think so. And, you know, like, if you think about this um, during suffrage movement and women's liberation, where white women were exploiting black women, mm -hmm. and who knows who was actually carrying the stuff. True, true. Big facts, big facts. And I think they were doing most of their own looting here. Uh, this is also in the UK, where I guess they weren't as bad. But we know. Well, I believe they were doing the looting, but I feel like in terms of transporting stuff and I'm sure they had some support from women of oh, color. They sure. just they just didn't get the credit for it. Of course. Always. Uh, there's always a black woman somewhere in the back. Uh, there's always a brown person of color mm -hmm. somewhere in the back doing things. So the 40 elephants were known for stealing clothes and jewelry to fence them for far less than what they were worth in order to distribute the earnings amongst their community and provide for their families. They earned far more than they could ever otherwise hope to as women in the late 19th century. So they said, look, if y'all not going to pay us fairly, if y'all not going to pay us 100 percent on the dollar that you paying a man and we going to have to just take it. Mm -hmm. I mean, kind of seems like it was still a part of the liberation movement to me. Mm -hmm. Equal pay, robbery. <laughs> Like, yeah. we don't get it. it. So they'd also con their way into wealthy houses as housemaids only to loot their employers' houses. Wow. So they 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 was like, why is uh, Isabella only shining the gold every day? She hasn't washed the basins in months. <laughs> <laughs> every time I see her, she's shining a piece of gold. I love it. Do it, Isabella. Isabella ain't clean. Nary a baseboard ain't washing. Never ain't washed the oven. Never is that even no double negatives. Never washed the oven. Never cleaned the baseboard. Never washed a pot. Literally was just in there. Uh, she was like, "Is this a Faberge egg? It's duh. It's dusty. Uh, let me give it a wash." <laughs> like, all she does is wash up Faberge eggs. Like I love this for them. Love this for them. So. Mary Carr, the first queen, the 40 elephants first queen was Mary Carr, a woman born into inter like international thievery, and she was a forger of bonds. Okay. By the time she was 14, she'd already had been theft. Con or, I'm sorry. By the time she was 14, she had theft conventions. And by 1873, was notorious for pulling successful heists. Mary's expertise was in hoisting. Mm -hmm. I love that. Because mm. it just means stealing. But it sounds like way cuter. Like when people say, I relieved them of their belongings. Like 
that's stylish. I love it. I let me tell you, you know what word I love? Gaffle. Oh, I love. They, What's that they, mean? Gaffle means like it, I think it means scam, like hustled. She gaffled him. Like I love that word. I haven't heard that word. I like that gaffled. Learn something new every day. See, this is what happens when you represent your community of <laughs> SAT mm. prep. Uh, love it. So Mary's experience was in hoisting, stealing goods, and then reselling them through fences. And by 1903, she had gained international notoriety and continued running the gang until her suspected death in 1916. I love if they don't even know if she died. They were just like, we think she died? I don't know. We ain't hear from her no more. So Alice Diamond succeeded Mary as the queen of the 40 elephants in 1916 at the age of 20. Wow, that's real young to be the queen. Like mm. Mary, Alice was born into a, like a workhouse and criminal parents. I love that. Keep it in the family. Oh, OK. So she looked like she was ready for crime. She's giving mm-hmm. crime queen. She's got this coat on. Is that wool? Is that black wool? Mm-hmm. Black sheep? And yeah, look at the neck, the necklace, the hat. Yeah, she was dripped down. I love this because, like, all of these criminals look fantastic. Look like they smell good, which for that time period, we knew everybody stank. So <laughs> I'm here for it. That's all I can think about in old movies. Like, when I see, like, a, a um, movie and it's, like, in the 1700s or the 1800s or even Game of Thrones and they start kissing, I'm like, oh, I know it's stank in there. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> They start Factual. having sex. I'm like, I know everybody just had a yeast infection every day. This is just disgusting. <laughs> like, <laughs> all I can think about, I can't think about them kissing without thinking about like nasty yuck mouth. Ugh. Yeah, they didn't have the, the, you know, they didn't have the the essentials. Right. Or the oils. Or the soap. I just, ugh, I think about it all the time. I don't know why I can't, I can't even get out of it. And this is like lavender like- on top of musk. Funk. <laughs> Yeah, then they used to wear put poppies in their pockets. They were like, oh, we stank. We just go put some flowers in our pocket. <laughs> That's hysterical, though. That's where that pocket full of posies comes from because they had the plague and they were stanking because they was dying of the plague. So they put some pop uh, posies in their pockets to try to smell good. Ooh, I'm like writing jokes down as I go because I think <laughs> this is the funniest shit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I literally, uh, ooh, I'm so glad I was born post-shower, post-like we can wash our asses and our legs. And some people choose not to, but I, for one, love it. You said our legs. <laughs> some of us, some of us, why the leg community, those of us who wash our legs in the community. Uh, that's the community I do all my work for. Uh, that's why I'm going to shout out when I win an Oscar. <laughs> this one's for people who wash their legs. And my mama and God. Yes. <laughs> right. So, damn. For a woman like Alice, born into the lowest classes, her future held few choices. All in all likelihood, she would become a servant or a laundress or marry into poverty or have countless children and own nothing. Her only other options were suicide and an increasingly frequent resort for women with no support or prostitution and another, you know, very popular career choice or crime. So those were her options. Now, why was suicide first? That was the time, right? Yeah, that's the time. But like, just like economics, like you were born into this world. You didn't ask to be born, but you're born at a lower station to the point where your options are so few. And it's not even like we can act like that's something that doesn't exist to this very day. You know, when Singapore was over here and I talked about this on a previous episode, Singapore said they're going to treat their, uh, you know, people in their country like Americans and make them pay for health care. I was like, oh, 
Or when Germany was one of those ads talking about for 10 cents a day, you can help an American child eat. And it's like, those are, that seems hilarious because how we purport ourselves, but America's the ghetto and all those things are true. Yeah. And, and it's still uh, bad. It is. And you know, the fact that, the, the fact that we have this exceptionalism complex is so like interesting to me because it's like, based on what do you think we're the best? Based on what? Based on what? I would love to hear the explanation of... The military? Nah, nah. Because we be losing them wars we be going into. Y'all know we be losing them, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know we lost Vietnam. Like, you know we lost Iraq. I don't think we won that either. And the thing is that you, if you... Not to diss the military, but I do military tours when I do comedy. And I Mm -hmm. remember, like, that's where I learned how to do the soldier boy was when I was on tour in Korea. Because everybody that was there at this base was 17, 18, 19 years old. People who come from the black and brown communities who couldn't afford to go to college, who were hustled into believing that if they joined the military, they would get college money later. And I know that that happens for some people, but for many, it doesn't. And so it was just like... If you look at the military, you're like, oh, these are children. They are risking their lives. Some of them are going to be deployed into active combat and coming back to the struggle. Yeah. Which is so, so heartbreaking because at that time in your life, your brain is not fully developed. None of us should have been signing for student loans at that age. Like, like, hey, little 18 year old, you ready to get saddled with debt for the rest of your life? You don't even know what that means. Hey, little 18 year old, you ready to go across, you know, overseas and see some stuff that's going to fuck you up forever and, and possibly take your life. We don't know what that means at that age. And they know that it's so predatory. That's what gets on my nerves about America. I'm like, because. It's not even about the people like the people who join the military, like they a lot of them don't have choices. A lot of them do it because they are patriotic or they do want to help people. They do want to help the country. It's no shade to the people who join the military. It's just the construct of this whole fucking country of how we spend our money and how we take pride when it's like, how are you going to be trying to flex on the whole world when we have children who are starving? How are we supposed to be the best and, 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 and other countries raising money for us? How are we supposed to be the best? And other countries are threatening to treat their citizens like we get treated. That's not yeah. good. <laughs> And they're making fun of us because of our leadership. They're like, I remember I was in uh, Israel and uh, my driver was laughing at me because he was like, the guy from The Apprentice is your president? And he just busted out laughing. <laughs> and I was like, well, damn. Like, yeah, I didn't put him there. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's really interesting how we do really have this complex. Of- it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing over here. <laughs> I just be like, all right, well, I'm ashamed. Well, whatever. Uh, But, you know, so these are the circumstances for Alice. So her options were few. So obviously Alice chose crime because lucky for her, she was already a notoriously talented thief by the time she was 17. Standing at five feet, nine inches tall with a full figure, Alice was also a physical match for most men in London at the time, earning her the name for wearing the diamond rings knuckle dusters aka brass knuckles so she was out here fighting dudes with brass knuckles on and robbing them wow alice let's go feminine icon okay under alice's formidable leadership the gang grew larger and more successful than ever before she began recognizing the gang into separate cells which allowed for simultaneous robberies to occur in various parts of the city dividing the police's attention and catching shopkeepers by surprise alice also began instituting oh yeah come on divide and conquer instituting Mm -hmm. a new style for the elephants known that 
Dressing in expensive, trendy attire decked out with secret flaps and pockets increased their chances for success. Under Alice, the gang used several techniques to conduct their crimes, sometimes even using Alice's notoriety to their benefit. So these are the the techniques that they will use. They'd be dripped down, dripped too hard. One technique was the decoy. When a group would enter the department store together with Alice, while the staff was watching Alice every move, her accomplice was behind them stuffing armfuls of clothes under their dresses or passing items down the line quickly so the women could claim they never touched anything. So they knew Alice was a thief. I love that. Alice had a reputation for being a thief, but they didn't put her in jail. They was just like, here go Alice again. You know she be robbing us. Like, (laughs) that was fine. I love it. Must be nice, right? Right? They just, you just had to watch her real good. Guys, if you see Alice come in this store, just make sure you're watching her because you know yeah. she's a huge crime thief. Like, nobody gonna do nothing about it. They're just gonna be like, we'll be vigilant. What a what beautiful, what a what an amazing opportunity to be, to just be yourself in a time where, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the epitome of being able to be yourself. What a privilege. Right? That gives me like, like Dora the Explorer, like Swiper, stop swiping. They was just like, all we can do is just tell him to stop stealing. And you couldn't lock Swiper up. They're like, Swiper, no swiping. He's like, all right, I guess not tomorrow. Like, That's hilarious. Like they didn't have, they didn't have any consequences for Alice. Love this for her. So for the jewelry thefts, they employed the ringer method, where one gang would ask to examine an expensive brooch or necklace. Because remember, these are white ladies dressed to the tens and the nines. So, you know, people aren't assuming that they're going to rob them. They would study it and then they would decline buying it. With With a finely honed memory, she would then have a forger make the exact imitation from paste and glass and then come back with an accomplice who would ask to see the item again and switch it for the fake under the assistant's nose. So they was doing Ocean's Eleven in the 1800s. Yeah, they were. That sounds like fun, though. It sounds like (laughs) what a time to be alive, you know? (laughs) Right? Come on, Ocean's 1800s. Come on, Cass BNC cons. (laughs) I love this. So if the women were ever caught... They had built up an arsenal of men that they had seduced and blackmailed to get out of the hands of the law. Wow, they was working on all, firing on all cylinders. They said, and then we got some hoes over here that we seduced and they gonna break us out. So Alice was such a talented con that once when she was being questioned outside about a jewelry theft, she managed to get rid of the evidence by slipping the stolen bracelet into the detective's pocket. Wow. Then she was like, so you stole it. You stole it. That's great. It's pretty amazing. So when she couldn't charm her way out of a tough situation, Alice and the 40 elephants had no qualms about using violence against the police. (laughs) And their brutality (laughs) was continuously underestimated. (laughs) Doesn't that make you say, wow, though? Like, that made me flinch just as a woman of color, like a... You know, just thinking about that, I'm like, damn, like, you know what? A, I've never heard nice. those words in that order. Violence against the police. I've never that that I've never pieced those words together in my mind. Police brutality. Time. Yes. Police violence. Sure. Violence against the police. Like they were like, all right, well, if we can't if we can't trick them. We got to beat them. Y'all get out here. <laughs> <laughs> Put your brass knuckles on, ladies. It's time to be up the boobies. Like, what? I love it. I love it. I just, I don't, I mean. I, this makes me proud. <laughs> like a woman, like women doing this. 
This is wild. When answering questions during one of her numerous court appearances for beating a policeman, why does she keep getting to go back to court? That, what happened to jail? You know what? I love it. Alice said, police forces are set up by governments to stop others from getting a share of what they've got. Well, <laughs> she ain't lying. She's not. This is my Susan B. Anthony, Alice. I feel like I fuck with her more than Susan B. I, I could ever. So she's not wrong. They're here to protect property. After a successful day of stealing, they'd ride up to their favorite glamorous hotel to party with friends and charm the staff before doing it all over again the next day, living the life they had once dreamt about. Alice's downfall. We get into the end of this. As a part of her firm leadership of the gang, Alice created the Hoister's Code. Okay, we love a G-Code, which outlined the uh, the democratic rules and expectations of the gang, including the expectation for the gang to care for the family members of imprisoned thieves and for the women to always provide alibis for each other. Wow, come on. Come on, a a G-Code. Hoister's Code. That's what I'm talking about. She said, I'm writing that down. Hoister's Code. And this is right. That's a very classy way of saying G-code. And I love this. Alice was out here for the streets for real, for real. This is why women should lead all gangs and the government. Like she's talking, she got a, a 401k plan. They got severance for when you in prison. You know, they're giving out alibis like hotcakes. I love this. Alice also codified an expectation of absolute loyalty that was punishable by ridicule or beating when disobeyed. Okay, now riddle me this, Alice. Ridicule. So you just get cussed out if you're not loyal. What kind of ridicule are we talking about? No, they said didn't they? No physical, no physical beatdowns. She said or beating. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, is there some offenses that could just get you cussed out? Or I feel like they probably all were beating. So with the rules, the gang essentially became a thieves union with exceptionally good benefits and as strict as the thieves rules were, they created a tight sisterhood. One of Alice's closest allies in the 40 elephants was Maggie Hughes, whose husband, Alfie, was one of their best fences. So Alfie was out here selling all the loot that they got. In comparison to Alice's tall stature and relatively measured leadership, Maggie, named Babyface, was four feet 11 inches of psychotic drunken rage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is what a what a description. Oh, she do look like she she look like she wild. Look at her face. That's the face of somebody yeah. who I don't give a fuck. She said, "If you don't give a damn, I don't give a fuck." That's what that face is saying. Yeah, that Napoleon complex is gender neutral. <laughs> right. She Maggie's living on the wish factor. Even in this photo, she wishes somebody would. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she wished the photographer would. <laughs> Maggie, wow. I love it. I also just love like a little just like angry person. Like that's I love that for us. Maggie also drove a Ford V8 car with a periscope on the roof so she could spot police before they saw her. Wow. As the gang grew too big, Alice became too obsessed with controlling it. Members were forbidden from doing anything against her wishes, including marrying men that she did not approve of. Wow. I mean, honestly, I'm not against Alice on that because you marry the wrong man. You might take the whole gang down. Absolutely. You will take the whole man. What? Might. You absolutely 100% will. Do you know how men ruin things? That's like their favorite pastime. Ruining stuff. They ruining it. Look (laughs) what they did to society. Right. Alice was like, nah, you know, you're ruining it. You're not going to bring this man in here. You're ruining it. Like, I'm not mad at her. I honestly don't think that that's 
too ridiculous. Come on, you, this is fortified crime. In 1925, a member that had become pregnant defied Alice and married, which enraged Alice. After drinking into a rage, Alice and Maggie led a brutal attack against the newlyweds that's so violent it was known as the Lambeth Riot. Dang! For her role as an instigator, Alice was sentenced to 18 months in prison. Maggie, who incited the riot, got 21 months. By the time Alice was freed, a new queen had taken over. Mm. Wow. See, dang, so she was pregnant. Y'all beat up the pregnant lady and her man. <laughs> I mean, she did tell her not to get married. I don't I don't know what she do with that. There uh, are rules to this. Yeah, right. There's rules and there's levels to this. Well, guys, we're we're rounding this out. The end of an era. Lillian Rose Kendall took over the gang while Alice was in prison, known as the bob-haired bandit because of her short fringe and side curls. She specialized in smash and grab raids. Okay, so she reckless. Like, they were over here, like, examining stuff, doing the Ocean's 1811. She over here just punching a hole in the glass and, and grabbing all they can. That's messy. Lillian so, had... Okay. No, I just want to say, because that was the terminology used. And I just want to say, because I come from my, I, I grew up in Miami and the smash and grab thing has always been framed as a black thing from the ghetto, from the hoods of the inner city. And I'm just relieved to know that as usual, Karen been doing this. Karen <laughs> been doing this. Karen took her S-curl and her flapper dress right on down to Cartier and threw a brick through that bitch. That's right. So don't put that on us. We learned it from y'all. Right. <laughs> Cardi B, you thought she was the first one looking like caught a lick. She was like, looking like we caught a lick. We break the windows. It's so sick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love that she got cute before the robbery. I love that these bitches was beating their faces and getting their finger waved together and then going off, trotting off, popping about to rob a bank. Let's go do it. I love it. And you got to look cute, too. So Lillian had been a daring getaway driver and used her skills and car to smash through windows of jewelry stores. Now she driving through the jewelry store? Wow. She turning the jewelry store into a McDonald's. She just going <laughs> to drive through. That part, that's innovation. Oh, I love it. So she did this at like Cartier to rob them and make a swift getaway. Upon being released from prison, Alice turned to a career of managing a brothel while still continued to be the godmother to aspiring young thieves. During World War II, she refused to evacuate London and eventually died in 1952, age 55, from multiple sclerosis. One of her protégés, Shirley Pitts, became the queen of the 40 elephants in the 1960s. Pitts' operation was a similar scale, that of her mentor, due to both changing fashions, making it harder and harder to steal and increase security and declining membership. They kind of started falling off. Uh, eventually, they disbanded upon Pitts' death in 1992. 1992? What? Wow. They kept the shit going for like a century. And who is this? Wait, wait, who is this? So this woman, this is Shirley Pitts, who took over after uh, homegirl Lillian Smash and Grab was gone. All right, Lillian Smash and Grab. So once Smash and Grab dipped, then we have Shirley Pitts. But in 1992, the activity is declining. Wow, like this is 1992 and they were still running this kind of crime. Uh, by the time Pitts passing, the 40 elephants were more of a folk legend than an active threat. Still, the 40 elephants remain one of the most successful and longest lasting criminal organizations in the English history due to Mary Carr and Alice Diamond's ruthless and unmatched leadership. It doesn't even sound like they were really killing people. Mm-mm. It was just beating people up. This seems like a very chill gang. It's like, we'll beat your ass, but that's pretty much it. We won't kill you. 
Well, no, you know, all that violence and stuff, no offense. Respectfully, it's really more of a man thing. Women don't tend to be as violent as men. Um, And when they resort to violence, it's usually reactionary because of men. (laughs) Right. It's never, it's it's rarely that they're just like, that's why our shows are always called like, why women kill and and stuff like that. But then men's shows will just be like, uh, a murderer, <laughs> making yeah. a murderer. Y'all know this guy. A mur- He did murders. Like it's never like there's no explanation. A crime of passion. Like it's just be like you know how men be. <laughs> and it's like no, no disrespect to the men because I know that some men will. Be- there are some women who are problematic and yeah, violent. And violent. And Absolutely, but historically, y'all got that right. Like we, <laughs> she managed to it's, do it with brass knuckles. It's your brand. their brand is violence they know it they know it i wish they would give it up ah well what are you gonna do guys we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back for the saddest part of the show where i have to let my queen miss rodriguez go robbery apple card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card you earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase every day that's three percent on your favorite products at apple 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. It's time for the end of the show. Scammer of the week. This is where we honor one charlatan who's worthy of our praise, or maybe not. We don't know yet. We'll see. Scammer of the week today is Pernell. Oh, I like that name. Pernell Anthony Jones Jr. Too many names. I know you a scammer. (laughs) Pernell Anthony Jones Jr. He was 31, and he's pleaded guilty in a lost luggage scam that resulted in over $300,000 worth of fraudulent claims. Beginning in 2015, Jones flew on several airlines using false identities. When he arrived at the destination, he falsely alleged that his bags were lost and requested compensation. Through the scheme, Jones submitted more than 180 false claims and requested more than $550,000 in reimbursement. April 7, 2018, Jones was arrested at Dallas Love Field Airport. Shout out to Dallas! While trying to go through security screening with his 36 fake driver's licenses and 47 credit cards under fictitious names. You can't bring all your identities with you when you travel. Oh. What you gonna do when you get to TSA? And they're like, man, ID you like, hold on. Uh, hold on, I gotta match it up with the um border mm-hmm. pass. Um, one second, one second. Um, John, no. Pick one. Uh, <laughs> Latrice, hold on, hold on. I gotta alphabetize. I'm, let me get to the J's. Uh, like, what? Why are you bringing all your IDs? This is messy. I don't like how messy this is, but I am proud of you. He was arrested again in March 2020 while trying to pick up a reimbursement check at the Louis Armstrong International Airport. If convicted, Jones faces as long as 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine for each count of conspiracy and mail fraud. Mail fraud's how they get you. But 20 years in prison because he faked some stolen luggage. Mm-hmm. 
And you know, you get in trouble more for messing with their money than you do with killing people, raping mm-hmm. people, molesting children. If you look at like uh, people who've committed uh, counterfeit, you know, who make counterfeit money, when you mess with that money, you get there. The consequences are far more grave than when you do with other human beings. And I think that is surreal. And Ida, this is like... What's so insulting to me, too, is how expensive prison is. So now we're going to put somebody, a nonviolent offender, literally somebody who filled out some mm-hmm. forms illegally in jail for up to 20 years and taxpayers mm-hmm. are going to pay for that. Who's getting scammed here? Me. That's right. Absolutely. Let this man go free. Yeah. Put him in a rehabilitation program. You know, what's funny is like you see the this uh, show about counterfeit money and they had one of the former scammers do a documentary and now he works at banks and educating people on scams and on educating the banks on counterfeit money. So I'm like, you know, do that with us too. put us in the right. positions where we, you, this is a, this is something that can be used to your benefit that help us in, uh, educate your employees on scams instead of putting us away for in prison forever. Exactly. Just so you can get free labor. That's what it's all about is slavery. Because otherwise, why are these people in jail, especially if they have all of these skills and they're savants? I'm like, Pernell, at least he could be down doing billing and coding at the local doctor's office. He's very proficient in filling out forms, clearly. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we could okay. find some other uses for his skills. We don't We don't need to put him in the jail. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Scam Goddess, guys. So, Ida, we always ask... Where do you want to be found? Where would you like to be found? Well, right now, ideally, I'd like to be found on HBO Max. Uh, check out Fighting Words. Uh, that first and foremost, that's, uh, it's important for my special to do well because it will create opportunities for other women of color, other Black women in comedy. Ideally, that's what I wanted to do is just bust that door open to create a way for other people, not just me. Um, and then you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at FunnyAIDA. Um, and send me something positive or yes. instructional, something important. Correct me, but don't come at me because I don't respond to foolishness. I don't battle rap with bitter balls on the internet. Wow, what a <laughs> statement. I don't battle rap with bitter balls on the internet. I, I love that. It's my mantra. <laughs> and I love that for you. I'm the same way. If you come at me with negativity, I know that works for some people. They'll dunk on you and retweet you and like tell you off. I'm not going to do it. No mm-hmm. free clout. Talk to me nice. Or I'm not even going to block you because I don't want you to feel seen. I'm going to mute you. You'll never even know. <laughs> that's the, the, that's the death. That's the kiss of death. The, I'm a, I'm a mute you. And you don't even know that I'm not you don't even, even know. you, you, you doing all your subtweeting and all of that. And I'm like, I don't even see it. You talking to yourself. You talking to yourself. Okay, guys, as always, you can find us at Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms if you want to see all the photos of all of these bad bitches dripped too hard. Okay, robbing these banks in style and fashion, you know, Uh, getting getting the outfit tailored before they rob the bank. Cute. Love it. Love that for them. If you want to email us with your scams, just make sure they're retired so we don't fuck up your bag. ScamGuyspod at gmail.com. If you want to find me on all platforms, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms except for TikTok, which is Lacey Mosley. Congregation, get after that merch y'all get the merch while it lasts i'm about to go into redesign and i swear i am it's not a scam all right congregation stay scheming
This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.